This is show 52. That's one year of weekly episodes. And so I want to start it off by sending out some thanks. First, I want to thank Jamie, Corey, and Becca, because we kind of came up with the idea for this show working together in the field. Uh, After that, Rob, Lacey, and Eric have all helped host episodes and been part of making them happen. You know, so I want to send a big thank you to all those folks. All right. I also want to thank all the guests who came on the show. And I'm going to do my best to say it in the order that they appeared on the show. So I would like to thank Dan, Scott, Will, Nick, Sarah, Tom, Doug, Albie, Gritz, Craig, Nate, Jake, Jason, Rich, Dave, Ricardo, Tim, Michael, Johnny, Dakota, David, Ryan, Jesse, Scott, Charles, Justin, Patrick, Kevin, and August. It was a great meeting you guys, some of you for the first time, and just having great conversations with everybody. And uh, thank you for helping make the Tree Thinking Podcast happen. We had a blast doing it this year. And while we're going to try to evolve the idea, change it in some ways, we really look forward to doing another year in whatever way that happens. I would also like to give a huge shout-out to everybody who donated a couple bucks here and there. You know, uh, some people were, uh, if you click on the link, I can't see the name of the person that donated. So I can't shout you out by name or I would, but just want to send a huge shout out to everybody that found enough value in the podcast to say, Hey, I'm going to kick a couple bucks your way. If you want to partake in the value for value experience, by all means, In the episode description, in the podcast players, there should be a link. You can click on it, and we appreciate all the donations we can get. Again, thank you so much. I'd also like to thank everybody who took some time to reach out on the social medias, to reach out in an email, and just interact a little bit. We've got ideas of stuff to talk about from you, and we just appreciate hearing, you know, a lot of people were talking about how they'll listen to the podcast on their center while they're climbing trees or while they're driving to work. Or, you know, some, some people say that they're not really feeling all the people on the crew that they're on, but they feel like they got a crew that they can kind of hang out with when they're listening to the podcast. So uh, it is really cool to hear all those stories. Thank you so much. And feel free to keep reaching out. We're on Instagram and Facebook and are under tree thinking And our email is treethinkingpodcast at gmail.com. So before I go too long, I'm going to take care of some business, and then we'll get right to episode 52. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast and will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. 
All right, <laughs> and we're back with another episode of Tree Thinking. <laughs> this is our one year of doing an episode every fucking Friday. Woo! Man, uh, it's not Friday though. It's actually Thursday. <laughs> yeah. And and the episodes come out on Wednesday. Oh yeah, right. Okay, listen. <laughs> we can fix that in post. Anyway, <laughs> this is our this is our full year, episode fifty two. If you were not aware, that means that there's fifty two weeks in a year. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned that. Fun fact for you. We we learn things every day on this this here tree thinking podcast. Um but before we get too deep into it, I'm Becca. I'm Corey. I'm Andrew. And Jamie. And so we have the OG crew here this evening. Yeah. Yeah. We've even got Rue. We even have Rue. Rue Dog is here. She's in the house. She doesn't have her own microphone, but. No. Well, she doesn't say much, so. No. No, she just sat up like she heard something outside, so we might hear her in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, just kind of doing a a little uh, throwback Thursday, if you will. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, reminiscing about all the wonderful things that we learned and people we met and got to talk to and stories from the field that we shared and all that good stuff. So if anyone has any, like, inspiring, uh, you know, that like your favorite interview that we did or someone that you, you met that you weren't expecting to meet through this and made a real connection or something that, came up that's just shocked you from this experience um that's what this is all going to be about so anyone that has anything wants to share dive on in well you know 52 kind of making it a year was one of the things we originally talked about Mm -hmm. so i think that alone is kind of cool that we're here you know assuming okay uh, i'm recording didn't forget to hit record (laughs) assuming we don't lose the recording somehow we made it um, and that's pretty cool just cause it's, it almost seemed like a unachievable thing at times. Just, uh, you know, it's kind of like, how, how cool would it be if we could do this for a year and just see where it takes us and see who we meet and see where the conversation goes. Um, yeah, I mean, that alone is kind of cool in my mind, you know, uh, and thank you guys for all being part of it and, uh, it's kind of crazy, so yeah. Thanks for indulging in the crazy. Yeah, thanks for uh, making it happen, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we all did that. Yeah. I I might have done a little bit more editing, but uh, it wouldn't be what it is without everybody. And this is kind of the core crew. <laughs> you know, before we were recording, the when it was kind of just an idea, is when we were all working together and talking about it. So you know, it, it's very fitting that we're all here. For the 52nd episode. Yeah, we've probably talked about it before, but we were working together <clears throat> and trying to figure out how to record it on our phones through our Senna headsets, like <laughs> while we're at work, like chippers and chainsaws yeah. and, and cars. Tra- and tra- yeah, it just- <laughs> and I wish I had that recording. <laughs> Whatever happened to it? Uh, it's still on that um, anchor. Uh, anchor, right? What? Yeah, so it's probably on anchor somewhere. Like, not something you can search and look up. It never got published. Right, right, right. But it, so you did do that. Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
just pruning and talking. Yeah, it was absolutely garbage. That's, well, yeah. I mean, well, it was awesome. It yeah. was awesome. The conversation was awesome. The stories were awesome. But the problem is you just, like, all of a sudden the power printer, yeah. <laughs> or the chipper. It's like, yeah, yeah, the most meaningful thing to me in tree workers. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I learned about rigging recently is. <laughs> That's awesome. I remember, yeah, we would do best of Fridays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that it was, it was really fun. It's like it was always for those of you who aren't familiar with Best of Fridays. It's yeah. like it's a thing. Best it is a thing. best cereal, right? And then we would all argue. Like I'm a grape nuts girl. Oh you know? really? Yeah. Oh man, grape I, nuts. I like to to hurt when I eat. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, grape nuts are grape nuts are an underrated classic. Thank you, yeah. Corey. You. Okay, so do you yes. do you eat the grape nuts right away, or do you let them get a little soggy first? <laughs> You got they, the crunch. You need, There's you like that perfect in between point, right? Y- yeah. You know, if it gets too soggy, it's disgusting. I I would give grape nuts uh like ninety seconds in milk before they're like absolutely perfect. Mm. Yeah. 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 See, I like them in yogurt. I'll put them oh, in, in yogurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put them in yogurt and just like eat them right away. You got that crunchy and the cream. It's Raunchy. What about when you're a kid? Because when you're a kid, grape nuts just don't cut it. At least for me, they uh, as a hippie kid, like it was that was the cereal my parents would bring home, and I'd be like, oh god, I just want something that's going to give me cavities. (laughs) (laughs) And I got this grape nuts. I need some diabetes. God damn it! I had the opposite. Okay. Personally, they're like, you want some Lucky Charms? Obviously, you do. You're nine, and I'm like, no, Jane. (laughs) That's too much high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I already had a muffin. <laughs> I need sustenance. <laughs> when I ate Lucky Charms, I would eat all the marshmallows first, and then you'd kind of be bummed that you're left with just the grains. Oh. But you were probably the opposite. You're eating all the grains and leaving yeah. the marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> marshmallows are weird. Yeah, see, I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm, yeah. That was my one. jam when I was a kid. Yeah. I, that's what I wanted. And just never got. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Cookie Crisp. Ah. You guys have Cookie Crisp? Yep. I've, no, I've heard of the Cookie Crisp. Yeah. Cookie Crisp. I've yeah. seen the commercials with the dog. But yes. The commercials with the dog. Hey, pro tip that's somewhat um, ARB-related is... Um, if you're in a pinch, you can totally use a scrunch as a spoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's for gra- a tested theory. For proven. grape nuts. <laughs> Um, cookie, cookie crisp. Yeah, what'd you eat? I had so it was a, <laughs> it was leftovers. It was rice and sweet potatoes and kale. Yeah, it okay. worked great because it was kind of like congealed a little bit. Yeah, I think if you like plugged one part of the scrunch, you could eat cereal in theory with it. But for this, it was like it was so goopy that I just <laughs> I kind of like suck it out of the. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like spoon slash straw. Yeah. Just got a tube of congealed uh, Somewhere stuff. in between, yeah. The old so scrunch slurp. It's, it's, great. it's great. The person that I was like Ugh. eating my lunch with the scrunch with in the truck is like relatively new at the time. But ever since then, he's just been like, anytime I'm like, can you hand me a scrunch? He's like, have a good lunch. <laughs> you need a spoon? He's like such a shithead like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so. So that's kind of how uh, Best of Friday works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tell your friends about that. Yeah. It, it really improves morale. Like, those centers make a big difference. And for stuff like that, if you're doing something mundane that doesn't require a ton of your attention, 
Uh, and also, you know, pro tip, he's as crunch as a spoon. That's the that's the big takeaway here. Yeah, for me. Well, for all our listeners. Too. <laughs> yeah. That's the content they come to the Tree Thinking Podcast for. That's all we have. Sorry. <laughs> yep, this is what one year built up to. <laughs> you can use a scratch as a spoon. <laughs> and mic drop. <laughs> Let us know what you use as a spoon on the job <laughs> site. <laughs> Omniblock? <great. laughs> I mean... What, how, how would the logistics of that work? I don't know. You gotta flip the one side open. Have <laughs> Yeah, if you flip it yeah, open, you have yeah, just yeah. the side plate and like yeah. scoop it. <laughs> I can see that. I'm not saying I've done it before. <laughs> wow. But I know what we're doing Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prussic. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's if it's extremely glazed. <laughs> Mashing your <laughs> prussic into some soup. Sucking <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Oh, all the soup tastes like sap. I don't know what it is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> The Tree Thinker Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 52 weeks strong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I want to talk about some uh, some people we interviewed. Like uh, maybe we can, we can go around and say like, I don't want to, I don't want to say like my favorite because it's, yeah. that's not what this is about. But we could maybe just start. At, I'll go down the list. Or yeah. Up the list. Yeah. And just talk about each one. What I'm realizing is I told Dan we'd call him around 5.30. We're going to call Dan? So That's maybe a good way to start out talking about guests is uh, our first guest, Dan Krause, yeah. the legend. <laughs> the myth. The man, the myth, the legend. The man. Um, let's give him a call, see what he's up to. Yeah. Hey, and you? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. How are you? Uh, doing good, doing good. Uh, we're just hanging out, talking, uh, talking one year of Tree Thinking podcast. And uh, when it comes to guests, I mean, you were the first one and really have kind of become part of the crew at this point. So we figured we'd give you a call and uh, and chat with you about it. Well, congratulations. That was a great project. One year. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, who would have thunk that we got this far? You know, so yeah, you've you've been on the uh, the podcast quite a few times, even in person. You came out to our our hangout at the coast and uh, did a podcast right. with us. What what are your some of your takeaways from one year of being part of this project? Well, it's been a blast, and I've learned a lot, and. Uh, Got to know you guys. Uh, and Becca, is Becca there? Who's there? Hi, I'm here. I'm totally here. Yeah, it's, oh. uh, uh, well, it's me, Jamie, Becca, and Corey. Pretty much the OG crew. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's great, been great for me. Um, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm honored that you call me and let me uh, talk and stuff. It's uh it's just been it's just been great. Um, let's see. Some big ways. I also learned uh, about podcasts in general. I wasn't listening to podcasts, and so you guys got me hooked. Oh, nice. I, I listened to all yours. 
So then I ran out of yours, and so going like, now what do I do? So then I'm like, Arborist site. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't uh, holiday. And then I started listening to him, so then I started listening to uh, the Educated Climber. Yeah. That one? Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, so... Thanks for that. Oh yeah, no, it, it's such a great thing to do when you're doing, you know, on certain tree work jobs. If you can kind of just be tuned into some audio and be able to, uh-huh. a lot of times when there's just two of us on the crew, we'll just click in and we'll both be listening to the same podcast. So that if something comes up, we'll stop it and talk about it. And you know, it's oh, cool. a great way to kind of get into the subject. Uh, yeah, especially wow, if you're doing yeah. like ornamental pruning or any kind of like just mindless like clearance pruning. It's it's really great. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Or a big hedge. Or a big yeah. hedge. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a perfect one for it. Right? Yeah. I know it gets to be different. Now I listen to music, too. I, I've been with the center, so when I can. So then it's like, oh, okay. I just can put my, I got to put my earphones down anyway. And, it's you know, it's just like you say, some like shearing a hedge or just chipping or something. And mm-hmm. I just listen to music for a podcast. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I any stories from the field or anything anything cool happened recently um well we just had our winter solstice party oh, at nice. uh, the mill site yeah i saw so, some pictures of that that it looks like you had like a giant log burning yeah we did uh three swedish candles do you know what those are those swedish candles we stand the log up and it's like a campfire or stand around thing and it's usually just like a two foot log two foot tall and you slice it down like a pizza but not all the way to the ground and then the air currents come in from the bottom and you light the top part you know make a little kindling right there or whatever and you light it right in the center and it forms like a flame in the center and it it kind of burns really cool the, the wood burns like standing up mm. so I just was like, oh, okay, that's good. The big is better, right? So <laughs> I made the, uh, they're seven and a half feet tall and over 30 inch in diameter ones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does the flame come shooting out much. the top? Okay. No, not that much. Not for mine. I, you know, I work on design. Mine were a little rotten in the center. Okay. So they were like logs that didn't want to melt. And so... Um, but then I ended up the slicers. I was like slicing, I was using a 66 and I was making curves and plunges and cuts. Because, um, last time I did it, the end result looked really cool. So I was like, if I, if I don't make it like a perfect pizza and I cut it weird here and there, it's gonna, the end result's gonna be cool. Yeah. And, uh, it did. It turned out cool. Each one's individual. And when it burns, it's cool. It's hollow, so the embers fell down to the bottom. And then, so there was like a fire inside. And then all my plunge cuts, you could see the fire burning inside from oh, my neat. plunge cut. That's, oh, that's cool. It was really neat. And people could just stand around them because they're vertical. And there's three of them. You, see, you can walk around them. It's like a, it warms you up. And you can look at it and check it out as it's that's burning. Cool. So. Hmm. Yeah, it looked yeah, like it looked like burning sculptures or something like that. The pictures I saw yeah. uh, on on the Instagram or Facebook or wherever it was, it was like these sculptures of burnt trees. It was really cool. And then and then you also had a uh, one of the uh, uh, 
what is it, crate stacking challenges going on there? Yeah. Yeah, we did the crate stacking too. And that's, that's a lot of fun for anyone who hasn't done that. You got to get a uh, milk crate, get the square milk crate and, um, you can buy them. What I've done in the past is I, when I'm searching for them, I got a ton of them now, but when I'm searching for them, I'm kind of driving around and I don't like rip them off from people. I don't feel like I'm ripping them off from people, but I always have one eye open for like one that looks like it's abandoned and it's like neglected, just sitting out, you know, somewhere. I'm like, Ooh, there's a milk crate. And I grab it. And, uh, you got to get like about 20 something because people, and then you cut a hole in one side of them. I'd have to show a picture to really do it, but you cut a hole in one side of them where you can put your feet and they all have ridges. And so you get a nice flat surface and you stack like three, step in one and then someone hands one to you, take another step, someone hands them to you, lock it in place, take another step pretty soon. You're like five or six up and you're like, Whoa, it's just, I can get sketchy. Oh, and you're on belay. So you have a saddle on and you're on belay. So, and, and we usually have the blade going to like a gree or something. So even if a guy's got a beer in his hand or something, or someone's distracting him and you fall, you're, he's not going to, you're not going to fall. You know, it's, it's on a gree He has to lower you down. So, uh, and you keep stacking them and you just, in about 10, is where the farthest you can a person on the ground can reach up to pass one to you. And then from then we have another line that's hanging down has a hook on it. And you like put the hook in one of them and you pull it up to them and they have to take it off the hook, <clears throat> set it and set and you're like King Kong like on top of a, <laughs> uh, a big skyscraper or something. And you got to keep your weight over the top and, and people who don't climb do it, you know, kids do great at it. And, they get up to twenty something, so they're up there. Wow, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So, so they're probably about, about They're probably about oh, a foot ahead. tall. So, if you're twenty crates up, you're you're twenty yeah. plus feet in the air. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what the record yeah. is? I think it's 40 something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 40 something crates. Wow. But not our personal record. That, you know, that's probably on like a concrete floor. In we're a usually gym. like. Right. Yeah. 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 And, Shoot. Yeah. So. Oh, but it's fun because people, you know, it's, and sometimes even when you've been drinking, you're still good at it. You think you wouldn't be good at all, but then all of a sudden you've got this, this, like this ballot to the where it came from. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. You find that, you find that sweet spot. And then after you've missed uh, that sweet spot, it's all downhill from there. It said 42 feet was the record. 42 feet. Recorded wow. record. Wow. Recorded record. Yeah. That's wild. That is something so much else. By doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to come to one of our parties. We have good parties. Yeah. We man. also had a big barbecue pit going with uh, my wife does a great barbecue. So we had the barbecue pit going. I had uh, music playing. I bought these cool outdoor speakers that you can set up. And so we had the music going. And it's at the mill. So I got to show off our mill. We finally got. It was pretty wet, though. 
it was like a super rainy day and it didn't stop raining until about seven o'clock. So it was, it was like, bring a coat, bring some good shoes walking around. Yeah. It's the Pacific Northwest partying this time of year. That's yep. just might yeah. be how it goes. You know, that's how you yeah. get the diehards. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's all right here too. Whoever comes gonna have fun. No kidding. You gotta make it here. <laughs> That's cool. Right on. So you said you've listened to the episodes. Is there any moment that stands yeah. out on the podcast that uh that's just like yeah, what are those moments that stand out for you? I like it. I like well uh, mostly the most I like for the interviews with, with people. You know, you did great couple great ones with Craig and uh Kevin and uh, Michael Osman and I was like, you know, you get to know someone better and, you know, and learn some stuff and Scott Baker and, you know, and, and those guys, uh, I forget the name that do the, and the early episodes you're interviewing that do the canopy tours and the, and the research with the scientists down there and stuff. Yeah. David Anderson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Canopy watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, canopy watch. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and, and sometimes you guys are pretty funny too. You know, it's like oh, I just heard the beer open up, and you know, and, <laughs> and oh, you guys, oh, we're gonna go on a beer break, and then you come back and they can tell. Oh, yeah, they definitely had some beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these things happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's all part of the fun, you know. The when when we were talking yeah. about doing the podcast, we wanted to make it feel like we were just hanging out at at the shop after a long day's work, or maybe uh-huh. not too long of a day's work, but you know, all hanging out, kind of just uh, unwinding after a day. And so you you can't have that without a couple beers, you know. It's just kind of how it right. goes sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. How's your Christmas? How's you guys' this Christmas? Is it going? You guys can do some stuff. Uh, you know, so far so good. I well, I missed missed the party up in Seattle, which I instantly was regretting when I seen those pictures of the giant Swedish candles and the crate stacking and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, me and a buddy got together and went up to uh, up to some snow and hung out with the family, so that was kind of nice. But other than that, I think we're close to home and you know hanging out with the fam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Good. nothing too exciting, but I guess just hanging out with family is uh is enough for the holiday seasons. Yeah, that's the holidays are for. Yeah. 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 Anybody have any other questions for Dan? I don't have any questions, but I did wanna say that um I like one thing that I really like about having done this is having to get to know you, Dan, on like just the times that I've seen you in person, you're just, uh-huh. it's just great. I just feel like I have a friend now that I, I don't think that I might've met you or in the same way that I did having done this. Does that make sense? Is that the yeah. sense I wanted to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Totally. Cause then when I see you in person, yeah. Instead yeah. of just being like, Oh, hi, hi. You know, we can go, oh, Hey, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so funny to me. I was like, Oh, Dan Krause is our guest. And I'm like Googling it. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy saved like a thousand cats from trees. I'm like, that's the thing. I'm like, yeah, I heard you res- you rescue a lot of cats, and now I'm like, oh my god, it's Dan. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it's always great to see you, and um, and I'm glad that 
you yeah. know, this was kind of our like bridge to to that and uh-huh. yeah very insightful person so yeah anyways that's for me i just wanted well, to say you. like fuck yeah it's thank great that i know much. you know <laughs> yeah no i i i fully agree i i mean when we started about it talking about doing a podcast we're like oh man we got to reach out to dan and see if he wants to come and chat with us because i mean we'd you know known each other through uh different tree events here and there and i'd always enjoyed hanging out with you but you know we live uh-huh. far enough away so you know someone in seattle you're not going to see very often yeah exactly. and so it was a great opportunity right. to uh especially kind of funny during the pandemic when you're not hanging out with people is a great opportunity to uh kind of hang out over the interwebs a little bit and get to know you yeah. Yeah. New age hangout. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That- hey, I also wanted to add, do you remember you guys talked about that green, big green bucket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. During the cleanup episode, I ended up getting those and, and, uh, and we like them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're so great. You. What kind of buckets are people using? Brutes. Brutes. Brutes, yeah. Brutes are good. I've Brute. got, I've got the. You're using brute, Dan? Yeah, we use brutes. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay, oh man, this I, the blue I've got, ones, or the green, the green ones. ones. Share. I really, you know, I thought about this a little while before I brought it up because it is kind of an industry secret, and, <laughs> and I don't want to be, you know, uh, uh, blow it up, Rob. Blow it up. Okay. This this might change the industry, but uh, there's there's a green bucket that's probably about eight inches wider in diameter, maybe eight or ten inches wider in diameter than the brute. Yep. And about the same height. And it's made out of fiberglass, so it's lighter than the rubber. And it wow. so it's a bigger bucket that's lighter than the brute. And it's more durable. You wow. can you can damn near carry firewood rounds in them. Yeah. No factor. And they're really light. They have a steel they have a reinforced steel uh brim with a handle that's on that steel part, so it's super strong. And you can get them at Home Depot. Okay. Wow. So we yeah, originally got like them. We yeah, used you can at Home Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah, we I bought them at Home Depot in Corvallis. So now I, you got to get them. You got to go online to get them at Home Depot. A lot of times they don't have them in store. You got to order them from somewhere else. Mm. But they ah. are they are as good as you say. I've I've actually filled them like half to three quarters of the way up on like a lawn where there's nowhere to chunk it down, and I chunked it down. It had brush in most of it, and then I chunked the rounds down into the bucket. <laughs> And that way it didn't, it didn't hurt the lawn. Nice. Now you, you can only do that so many times before you blow the bottom out of one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't know. They're tough, man. We've only, Oh, I know (laughs) the the only bottoms that we've, that we've torn out have taken years and years and years. It's true. Well, and I always chunked down into ones that were getting ready to go because I was worried I was going to blow it out, and it's like I might as well use the one that's getting ready to go. It's a game but, changer, yeah. man. That's one of the biggest ground game changers that that what, we what, experienced. What's the name? What's the name of it? Name brand? I, the Big Green Bucket. Big uh, green look it up on <laughs> yeah. Look up Big Green Bucket at Home Depot. Big, big Green big, specifically on Home yeah. Depot. Yeah. Don't just, yeah. No, they're on Home Depot. Though, don't, I guarantee. Don't, don't just, like a, don't just it's a different yeah. kind of fiberglass. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, it's not. It doesn't. No, that's not it. No, it's a big green bucket might steer you wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you if you Google it. <laughs> how, how big just, is it? Just, just, like, do you know the leaders? Nice. I think Rob yeah. has one with your name on it. Did Did Rob give you one or send you one? No. When I saw you guys, I slowed slow down, so I wouldn't. 
Probably. Okay. Yeah. Two yeah, big check one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he had one that he was talking about trying to get to you. Well, I, apparently, it just hasn't got to you yet. So you know, Rob, he'll he'll make it happen eventually. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's been well, him out all well, over uh, town. They, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a BGP. They sold him in uh in five packs. There's the only way I could get him five packs. So. When you get one, you got a lifetime supply, or you got to give them a list. Wow! Now we know why Rob's giving them out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, it's great talking to you. Yep. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. See you, Dan. Oh, it's always nice checking in with Dan. Yeah. Yeah. The first tree thinking. Get, well, actually, he was the first guest as far as releasing the shows. But we I think we talked to uh, another guy, Will. Yep. Will Orr was the first person that we talked on oh, with yeah. over the phone. And we need to get Will back on. Because uh, I saw Will went through one of uh, Dan, uh, Tim Kovar's recreational tree climbing courses mm-hmm. to become a, a guide. Oh, nice! So I've been I've been meaning to reach out to Will and uh, just see what that was all about. You know? Yeah, Will was on when we were talking about uh, throwball because he had one of those air cannon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Deals. It gets a lot of attention from people. Oh, yeah. Like um, <laughs> think more, more than a slingshot. Like, yeah, yeah. If you're, you know, climbing in a city park or something, people want to know what that thing is. <laughs> Are um, my children safe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't blame them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is it pretty accurate, but, uh, the shots that you get? It is with practice. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing is, the one I built, you pull the lever back. And I think the after tree stuff after I think the lever pulls back. And this one, it's, you push the lever out to fire it. So it's kind of like counterintuitive the way it fires. But with practice, it does. It, it's pretty accurate once you get it down. Nice. Uh, does it shoot T-shirts? Can you use a T-shirt cannon? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't tried T-shirts yet. Yeah. I, yeah, I gotta make what what have you shot out of there? <laughs> Throwback so far, but you guys are really tempting me. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> try we, a golf ball. Yeah, golf ball. We, we might Start need to. Uh, we might need to take this podcast on the road and <laughs> do some uh, field research. <laughs> well, that was the first episode we recorded. That was the throwball yeah. episode, right, right. which episode is episode four: the good, the bad, the ugly of throwball. It's episode four, but for us, it was episode. Yeah, one. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. And that was a oh my goodness, that was so much fun. That was, yeah. that was nobody knowing what we were doing and just hitting record and. That's great. <laughs> you act like we know what we're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> we probably did like close to three hours on throwball. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I could go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did we leave off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two hours. Wow. Just felt like three hours. But we got to do another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be a good subject to yeah. revisit throw ball. Yeah. Wow. Um, Can we not? I won't be here for that. <laughs> oh, one of my favorites was an early one I wasn't there for was with uh, Sarah Ward, uh, Rob's. Rob's wife. Yeah, that was oh, awesome. there I missed that episode. It was like the first one I missed, but I listened to it as soon as it came out. And it's just such a great episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one if you haven't. 
we've been trying to get her back on, but you know, some people don't, you know, don't get into just talking to lots of people. Yeah, they don't eat soup with from scr- yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out it, the kind of content we bring it, it doesn't always attract people to come back yeah no fair enough she had so much good information yeah. on just uh the relationship of the forest and the way kind of we relate to it and then what i took away from that was uh the the relationship of like the little bugs and how they were because of the, you know, the climate change that is getting warmer faster. So the bugs were hatching before the flowers were coming out. Mm-hmm. And so there's this big disconnect there, which I would have never thought about that before. Yeah. So phenology is the timing of when things happen, basically, in a very broad sense. So what I looked at, and I think what Rob's talking about is um, the timing of spring green up with plants. Uh, and how everything is evolved in sync with one another. So when plants green up, that's when the insects come out because then you've got your big food source and cover, and then the birds tend to show up from wherever they migrate from at the same time. I mean, in theory, but these days we've got these crazy winters with no snowpack that are super warm, or the opposite, where it's way cold later in the season when it ought not to be. Um, so you're getting this, it's called a trophic asynchrony where, uh, the birds will show up, but either the, the plants all leafed out and the bugs all came out way earlier. And so then you've got nesting birds that suddenly have a much diminished food source, um, and habitat over the the course of the season. So, but it doesn't always happen and it's, it's localized to microclimates. It's not across the board. It's definitely a variable across the mountains but are you seeing it more frequently now with uh changes in the climate yeah yeah Yeah, we're definitely seeing like so that's what i did my master's research on and we saw um those high elevation sites that are outside the inversion where you know you go hiking in the cascades and it feels like it's 70 degrees in december because the sun's out those sites are getting nuked you know the we had plants that were i had a, a vine maple cluster that was leafing out like three months earlier Mm. on average than um, different years. So it definitely varies year to year, but we had in 2015, there was no snowpack at all Mm. in the Cascades. And that year was crazy. I mean, it was, it was spring in February pretty much at 5,000 feet. So it was pretty, it's pretty wacky. Hmm. Yeah. I was, I've been seeing some bulbs coming up around here. Yeah. You know, it's mid January and it seems just a couple of years ago, it was mid-February, and it was like, I can't believe bulbs are coming up in mid-February, and here we are. And it, it's crazy. Yeah. It, this was a warm, we definitely had a warm January. Mm-hmm. It's cold now, though. Yeah. I have a feeling we're, we're in for some some weather. But when you think about it, how big of a deal is this? You have, like, everything's coming out, and it doesn't have anything to eat. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's kind of what stuck uh, stuck with me from that conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just the it's not just the availability of nutrients or food or you know whatever. It's like the seasonality of it too. Yeah, that's yeah. That that was a a big realization for me as well. That whole episode was probably honestly one of my favorite ones that yeah. we've done. That was that was a really good episode. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Definitely top five. Oh, um, I really enjoyed the the David Anderson interview. One day I was sitting in this tree, I was about 130 feet, and this this female vireo kept flying into a tangle of leaves and foliage 
and she had insects and spiders. When a bird's got spiders in its bill, it's feeding nestlings. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. And that, that vireo was only about 20 feet away from me. And I wanted to climb into the top of that tree and, and see what her nest looked like, but I couldn't see the top of that tree from the ground. And I didn't know how to climb a tree that I couldn't see the top of that tree. And at that time, I was climbing on jumars, literally the yellow jumars. That's how I would climb to the tops of trees. I did not know at that time that there were techniques to just allow you to throw a rope 20 feet, not that far, and just slide over there. And it was that very day. It was that I have a photo of that bird with her spiders when this light bulb came on in my head. And I thought, there must be something about tree climbing that I don't know, because there's got to be a way to get over there. And when I came back from Honduras at the end of my field work, I started looking up arborists because I thought, these guys know how to climb trees. I've got to learn how to climb from an arborist. And that's when I started learning like the true advanced methods for climbing trees. That's awesome. And so I was close, Becca, close to making a discovery, but I was like 20 feet away and didn't know how to go. Oh, no. (laughs) I, uh, just so you know, I Googled that bird after you had mentioned it, and it's so cute. (laughs) They're cute. They're green with a little blue crest. Yeah, and a little yellow throat. I'm going to (laughs) cry. And a little yellow throat. Yeah, Yeah, they are cuties. They're such cuties. It was insightful to talk to someone who was like, I almost saw something, but I, I like couldn't, I didn't have the skills at the time to get out to yeah. where I needed to be to observe this thing. Mm-hmm. And I like, I feel that way sometimes even still, I'm just like, man, if I could just get like four feet that way, I could make a way better cut than if I was just here where I am. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's a real struggle. And it's interesting to hear people talk about that that was his story about almost making a discovery yeah. of some sort right yeah, yeah yeah he just couldn't quite get over There's there a green vireo shrike if i remember wow. properly what a memory on you uh, well i googled <laughs> the bird because i'm like what is yeah. it you know and i was all into it for a minute something about their nesting habits or yeah. something yeah. Yeah, yeah it had never been re- like actually observed and he knew he could see it and uh, actually observe yeah. it if he could have just gotten that much closer. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, man, because I've, yeah, like I said, I made some cringy cuts. And I'm like, I should have just tried to just get a little bit Go farther. make a discovery. Yeah. Go make a discovery. I think that is something everybody can, you know, everybody that's climbing trees yeah. can relate to is, uh, you know, whether it's a bad cut or even just being able to, like, how far out on this branch you can climb mm-hmm. to to be a, even able to get to the deadwood or whatnot. Alternatively, you could just take the entire fucking branch and you don't have to limb walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strikes again. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Shields. <laughs> I'm here all night. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, that was a great one. You know, one I've been thinking about also that was a lot of fun was uh, Tom Dunlop. Yeah. You know, uh, that was, that might have been our first interview episode where the whole episode was talking to him and kind of getting his story. And, you know, that was another cool one because it was just kind of the story of some, you know, in a time before the internet, how they... Uh, shared knowledge and you know would uh he how we get together and they'd practice tying a blake sitch or whatever not they were working on and 
then they go all him and their buddies would go all and work on it for a week or two and then get back together and talk about what worked, you know, and it's, it's easy to, uh, forget how easy we got it Mm -hmm. with YouTube and, you know, tree podcasts and just so many ways to absorb information. And a hitch other than a Blake's hitch or a tot line. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, yeah. Yeah. Ascenders. <laughs> and he was a big part of spreading that around within the industry. So, yeah. well, it was, uh, I think it was in December of uh, that Mark gave me a call. And uh, we had, Mark and I had known each other, you know, going to competitions and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, not, I wouldn't say friends, but we were good buddies. We know who each other were. I mean, everybody knows Mark and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, so we chatting and stuff like that. We knew each other. And so he calls me up and says, uh, I was thinking about starting this discussion forum. And he knew that I was active on the ISA forum, not as a moderator or anything like that. That was all handled by ISA, but they did, they, they were hands off sort of moderation. So, um, but I was involved in ISA, and, and he said, uh, he says, uh, would you want to be part of it? And I said, well, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of confused because, like, okay, I'm in Minneapolis. You're in Jersey. How do we ever, how, how do we do this? And he said, well, let's, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so from that December through the winter, you know, we started having more discussions about, he was working with uh, somebody with the, tech part of it, the, the building the website and doing all of that, you know, the computer side of it, the, the behind the screen. And, uh, and we'd have discussions. We'd chat once in a while about what did we want this to be? What did we want it to look like? And uh, kind of a uh, mission statement sort of a thing. And it's, and it's interesting. And Mark and I talk about this. We have a good laugh about how it, Tree Buzz has followed that model that we had from the beginning what was okay. like the mission statement of tree buzz like share whatever you want and you know don't be a jerk <laughs> yeah is there much of that I, i've scrolled through you know i've been on there a handful of times and i don't see that too often no yeah it's no, and, it's and, a great community uh, yeah that was another really fun one that's cool co-founder yeah. of tree buzz yep and he helped bring like SRT to the industry, like one of the pioneers of that. I remember, th- yeah, I liked that of the conversation. I, I kind of knew of him, but there was all these surprises like, oh, that was you, that was you. Like he changed DRT to DDRT. Ah. Like instead of double rope, kind of makes you think of two ropes, it was doubled rope. Like the yeah. rope is doubled over. I was like, oh, that was you. Which <laughs> makes so much more sense because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 And now it's changed again. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, now it's MRS. MRS. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And it will change again soon. <laughs> no, I was like, you know, tell me. It still misses. Misses, yeah. Misses. Still, still misses. Misses and sisses. <laughs> misses and <sisters>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. And uh, I don't know. Corey, what was your favorite episode? I think my, I can't like name a favorite one, but I think my top, are we, are we talking interviews or just episodes? Whatever, man. Just right. what stands out. I liked, as far as interviews, I really liked um, Craig's. Both, oh, the, both yeah. the Craig's episodes, and then Craig's cool. Craig's really cool. Yeah, and uh, August Shillings, the most recent 
Oh, nice. Uh, that was, was a, I, that was a lot of fun. That was a, that was a yeah. good episode. I really, Augie is a cool guy. I wish I was here for that episode and we'll, yeah. have, we'll have him back on the podcast, but. Oh, for sure. But yeah, that was a really cool episode. And then as far as like just straight topics, I really liked the one with Sarah. And then I think I really liked the, the one where we talked about our crane job, just kind of going back through and oh, yeah, reliving yeah. that crane job. That was actually. Yeah, that was a funny one because that was, that was part of the episode we did before mm-hmm. with uh, Jesse. Yes. Because yeah. he, he had gone through the whole holiday farm fire and, and then we had this story from the field. And then the week after it, none of us could make it, right. you know? So I was like, uh, well, and I just, we had this huge stories from the field on that episode. So I just cut the stories from the field out and kind of made it its own episode. So it was a little bit of a short one. There's been a few of those episodes where we just kind of piece stuff together. You're uh, giving it away that we weren't here every week, putting in the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, no, the fourth wall? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can edit that out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're here every week, and it's also a lot of work. Yeah. We're like, it, it's a pretty much a nine to five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Nine to five, we're just drinking beer. Yeah, and you catch us at five thirty. So, yeah, what you hear is all week's conversation cut down to one. That's true. Yeah, a lot of cutting. Yeah, no, it's. uh... I see. (laughs) So we could do like top three. What'd you name two episodes? I I got. I think I had three. I had three. Augie's and then. Craig's either either one of Craig's and then the um and the crane one the crane yeah one. nice 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 yeah <laughs> Craig's up that interview was awesome it, well, there's so many opportunities for us to together all of us everyone listening everyone participating in this profession there's so many opportunities for all of us to together elevate the level of skill knowledge professionalism but we have to do it together. Absolutely. It takes leadership, but it takes all of us getting on the bus, pulling in the same direction. I don't know what pulling in the bus have to do together. So that sort of undermined my metaphor. There. <laughs> but rowing in the same direction on the bus. Rowing the bus. Rowing the bus. Row the bus. Here at Tree Thinking, rowing we're just the rowing the bus along. We got to all go in the same direction. Yeah. We got to all go in the same direction. Yeah. And we got to care. Come on, get on the bus and start rowing. (laughs) Exactly. We got to care about trees. We got to care about ourselves and we got to care about the people we work with and we work for. And there's so much we can all do together. And I want to say thank you to you guys before you get around to it. I want to say thank you for what you are doing for our profession with this podcast and bringing together really great people, yourselves and all the guests you've you've invited and I'm honored to be part of this and what you are doing to help us all row the bus in the right direction. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm psyched to be part of this. This is being an arborist is sincerely the coolest job in the world. It is is the coolest job in the world. It's way cooler than being a doctor. (laughs) Well, thank you, Craig for like, but sincerely, this has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the thought you've put into things. Like I've, 
I've said maybe four words that you've thought like thoroughly about and are thinking like, well, we should change it to this to, to elevate the industry. It was like, wow, I'm a, we're talking to some smart people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Craig's was one of my favorites yeah. too. Yeah. Craig, for me, the top three would be Craig, Bachman, David Anderson, and Ricardo Vasquez. Those yeah. Are my yeah. Favorite. I like Ricardo's a lot. Yeah. So he just felt like a buddy yeah, like, exactly. right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> and had some really cool stories about working at, at Disneyland and at night, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Which is funny because I've seen him post on social media like, hey, another Disney night or something like that. And it's like, oh, I know exactly. You know, I kind of felt like I was inside on the joke all yeah. of a sudden. <laughs> but we work for Disney. Like at their, really? their theme park here. Oh, wow. And like oh, we do a lot of, yeah. I always we do a lot wondered of about that. Them, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that, that's funny. I was I was over at Disney. I I've got a a couple little kids, and so uh, in 2019, kind oh, of yeah, before it all went to hell, yeah. I I went to Disney yeah. with the kids, and uh, I you know as an arborist, you walk around Disney like I wonder who's doing all that's, this. This got to be a good gig, that. and then you're like, wait a second. <laughs> When the hell do they get in here? You couldn't do tree work right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, well, they have. Yeah. I, yeah, that's. I'm really curious. I grew up in Orlando, Florida, so I I always wondered about that myself. So when do you? Yeah. When do you even? Yeah, do that like work? the yeah part of the NDA is like we can't post any pictures, videos, or anything just because like all the work is like done at night. So I yeah. think like when 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 we work there, our shift like usually starts like around midnight or one o'clock in the morning wow and then and and, uh, and then we're like getting off at like seven in the morning <laughs> wow. and right before and, people come in and yeah just right before get their like dull whip. people start coming in yeah like, so it's like <laughs> that, that i guess like the thing is like, like they don't want to ruin the magic for everyone by us post like or by people just in general working there you know by posting like behind the scenes stuff like that yeah that, i guess like that's that's, that's their thing that they oh. want to do. But. Yeah, like the painters come in at night, too. They're oh, yeah. Yeah, like everyone. That, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, I wish, like, wow. you guys could see, like, how crazy it is. Like, at, at nighttime, it's, like, it's insane. Just packed full of, like, just that's, big trucks. That's when it, the real magic crazy, happens. You know? like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when the real magic happens, for real. And it's insane, you know, just, like, just coordinating all this stuff. And it's just, like pretty cool and like i mean i've gotten to drive my i've driven my car inside inside the disney theme park just driving around and stuff like that oh like, nice. that's kind of cool, you know? <laughs> yeah because oh, i was seriously great. just talking about this like two days ago i'm so glad this came up <laughs> were, what were you uh, just at home oh <laughs> it came up in conversation I, i'm like i wonder who the arborists for disney are yeah this is so funny <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do want to say it is kind of eerie though, like just being there in the nighttime because, like, they don't they don't turn off any of the music or anything. Like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh but, no! So like, you're like pruning yeah. trees. It's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's so crazy. That's the crazy thing. It's like being around small world, and then they're sitting there, and like it's like freaking three in the morning, and I was like, uh, kind of eerie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Are you okay? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, like I guess, like, those, those kind of jobs are kind of memorable. Even though the ship sucks because, like, we're not used to it, obviously. Like, we're yeah. doing tree work 
like 90% of the time we're working during the day, you know? Uh-huh. Like having to come in at nine time and like just pull a freaking graveyard shift is kind of crazy doing tree work at that. Yeah. So it's like your, your senses are like heightened for sure, you know? Like, I mean, obviously we have like some lamps on our helmets, but but it's just completely different, you know? It's just a whole new only world climbing in the high time. World. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh no, here the puns are very intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to get see if Ricardo wants to come back on because I know he's been up to some other stuff and I'd love to that'd be another person that I'd love to talk to again. He was a a judge at Naom at one of the bigger work climb trees. Yeah, that's cool. Bro. Another like podcast connection where like as soon as I saw him, he, like kind of gave a wave and say what's up later on. Yeah, we I were had pretty to busy. Go up and be like, "Hey, Ricardo." Yeah, he's like, "Uh, hi." Yeah, I'm like, "It's my name's Becca." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Oh, yeah. oh, okay, all right." He said something funny to me too while I was awkwardly scrambling in there. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. No, I think that's one of the best things that's come out of this is the community of people we've yeah. talked to. And, uh, yeah, just so many cool people, so many cool stories. What about you, Becca? What's your top three? Oh, I just said so. I just said Ricardo. it was uh, Ricardo. Oh, yeah. Were, yep. were you not listening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five Andrew, minutes ago. What the fuck? God damn it. <laughs> my bad. Beer, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> For me, looking back, like the wildlife one with Sarah was awesome. Um, <laughs> I feel like my favorites are the ones I wasn't oh, there for because listening Ruth. to them is fun. <laughs> one open the door. Oh, right, yeah. You learn a lot, yeah. So, but uh, the one with Sarah, for sure. Throwball, I was there for that, but that was just such a fun, fun episode to do. Mm-hmm. Such a fun topic. <laughs> For me. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love throwball. Like <laughs> you hate it. Someone uh who brought this up the other day? I think it was Holden, one of our coworkers. He's like, What piece of arborist gear do you think they talk to the most? Like if you <laughs> talk to a piece of gear, what would That's it be? That's a hilarious it's question. It's the throwball. <laughs> You're like, come on, just come down, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my thing I always refer, I'm like, you slut. <laughs> <laughs> what, like it works for everybody else, but it's not working for you? <laughs> yes. So she's hitting all them crotches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come Every, on. Everyone but the one you want. <laughs> yeah, I talk to my throwball all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you doing this that's to what me? I'm there for. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. So philosophical. Yeah. I, I think the next one up would be your chainsaw. Yeah. At least me. That's the that one too. I talk to most. Yeah. I also refer to that as a as a giant whore. Yeah. <laughs> Start you whore. Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. That's this episode may be our last because we're canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a good run. run. Fifty two weeks. There are fifty two weeks in a year. Just so you know. <laughs> Fun fact of the day, brought to you by Becca Snowdale. <laughs> oh. And then I'd have to say 
My favorite interviews are with uh, her good buddy, Jake, Jake the Rake. Sweet. Well, uh, I got this message from Jake the Rake, so uh, let's play it real quick and, and see what he's got to say, man. This is the one-year episode, one episode. We couldn't do it without Jake, so I'm glad he, he uh, tuned in. So uh, here we go. Oh, hey there, uh, old tree stinkers. This is your uh, old friend, Jake the Rake. I heard you guys are doing the end of the year show, and it's been a great year every single week. Wow. My Walkman has been blowing up. So much good content. Everyone's been awesome. Um, my mom's been super stoked. So, you know, life is good. I really, uh, feel like I've never really had any friends before, but you guys are like, I, I feel like you're friends, but I think like maybe, you know, we're all just a big family at some point. So I hope, uh, I hope your next 2022 brings better, better joys and, um, health to everybody. Let's, uh, let's keep kicking it. Peace. Oh, oh wow. my goodness! Drake. What a weird he's, guy. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool to call really him, but is. he's on a, a contracting gig right now. Yeah, he's, he's, out. he's got some mad. Yeah, raking, raking some leaves. He's like he's like raking all the leaves in the Midwest. <clears throat> yeah, all of them. Every single yeah. leaf. Yeah, wow. he got the whole contract for the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwestern he United did it. States. Yeah, yeah. finally he's, he's made, he's made it. it big. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how long he'll be out there. Yeah, hopefully he's still got time to talk with us. Yeah. I mean, he's he's big time now. Yeah, you know? yeah. like we, someone get this guy something better than a Walkman. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I think that's his, kind of his thing. I think he yeah. just likes that Walkman. You know. No. Yeah. He can lead a horse to water. Yeah, I think Jake's one of the favorites. I think we've had more people contact us about Jake. <laughs> Oh, dude! Than anybody on Instagram, else. I get sent pictures of rakes. All the <laughs> <laughs> one was like, "This new Seymour S five hundred is the shit," wow. <laughs> like that. Oh and we God. have a Seymour S four hundred at work. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Can we talk about this rake? Though? Oh, we gotta get a picture. Of oh, it. it's it's wild. It has this like bend. <laughs> it's a wooden handle, and it's just like an S. Like, wow. over time, it has just warped to an S. So it's like, wow. every time you rake, like, you get a stroke in, and then it wants to, like, turn upside down, like, in your hands. It's, like, just... And everyone on the crew tries to break it while we're using it, and nobody can. Like, it's unbreakable. That is, and we that keep is. breaking rakes, so we're just left with this this Seymour S400. With this, with this fucked up this curve in it. It's amazing. I'll, I'll get a picture of it. It's if the hilarious. 500 is equally as unbreakable, breakable without the bend i would i would recommend it to yeah. everyone yeah. s500 with a 50 percent less bend i wish you you I'm, could be i'm probably i'm, I'm trying seymour yeah, shields <laughs> i've probably broken well we have broken like three razorbacks no, you have i broke one <laughs> and then the other one I was in the tree climbing, and people who were helping me with the ropes set a log down on the rake and broke it. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, 
And then I just get back to work and our other one is broken. I don't know. And and you know what? The first thing I heard was that Jamie probably dropped another log on this. (laughs) (laughs) I broke one Razorback. (laughs) Man, and that the Razorback was like Jake's rake. Yeah. He found that and he was I mean he sent me a Razorback. It's a good rake. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's a like a legit gift. But yeah, the corona has held the test of time. That's true. You know. Yeah. Good old corona. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Just chug along, man. Yeah. yeah. We just keep breaking razorbacks. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that fiberglass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> take chunks of wood very It turns out. Like the razorback tines with the Seymour body. Not the S four hundred. No, maybe, maybe. the fifty percent less bend. Yeah, with the That's less bend. The less right. bend. Yeah, but F- the the, other, the unbreakability of the Seymour. Yeah, the Corona. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I guess think, no. You're right because you the Seymour rake. I just I really like the tines on the Razorback. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. like it. Oh man, I hope Jake's all right out there. It uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear from him soon, but it sounds like he's real busy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, a couple leaves out there. A couple <laughs> leaves. Just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> and it sounds like it could be a cover story. You never know. He might be on the run. Yeah. Whoa. You know. Yeah, you never know with those contract rakers. Uh, it's a, it's the leaf mafia. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe big rakes trying to get him. Oh. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could yeah. be. The the blower industry is trying to shut him down. Oh, oh man. No. <laughs> Yikes. Well, hope he's okay. What about your three favorites? Uh, man, it's gonna be hard to just pick three. I think my my favorite one was the one with Tim Kovar, though. Mm-hmm. Kind of hit, talking about adventures around the world. Just that episode was just awesome. Yeah, there is this place called Mamiwa. Uh, is the name of the uh, Am- the Amazon area. It's where the Yukari monkeys are the big red faced, uh, white long white coat monkeys who live at. I think they're endemic to that area. But anyway, um, I go out there, I get to climb in, and as I'm climbing, one of the local uh, guys come by, an elder, one of the local elders come over, and he sees me, you know, climbing the tree. This time there was, you know, there's some land. It wasn't during the flood season. And um, he's talking to my translator. He's like, um, hey, can I try? I want to do that. I want to see what, do what he's doing, you know. And so I come down and Fran says, hey, you know, so-and-so, he wants to do this year. I was like, well, you know, it's getting late, you know, i got to get back. So how about tomorrow, you know, come on tomorrow. And, um, you know, I'm happy to take him in the tree. I'd probably be thrilled to. This guy's, you know, probably late 60s, early 70s or so. So come back the next day. And, of course, when he comes back, he comes back with a bunch of friends, you know, like <laughs> half a dozen or so. And um, and they're, they're, they're kind of making fun of him, you know, right away because, you know, a lot of these – you go down into these remote areas and climbing trees is for children. Adults, you know, grown men don't climb trees. Only the kids climb the trees to go up and gather fruit or whatever, but it's not a man thing to do pretty much, you know. Um, but this guy, come to find out, he's one of the elders of the village. Um, and he's the, you know, I wouldn't say the shaman, but he's the one that he knows where all the edible plants are, all the medicinal plants. He knows where to fish, when to fish, he knows how to read the the uh, the rising of the waters he he knows this land literally at the back of his hand you know he just knows everything about this land so uh, very well respected man in the uh, in the area of the Amazon 
And uh, um, of course, I don't speak any of his language. I speak a little bit of Portuguese. He spoke a little bit of Portuguese, but not enough for us to communicate at all. So as I'm uh, explaining through my translator, you know, to him to how to do this, you know, so he starts, you know, going up. He gets about, I don't know, five, six feet off the ground or so. And uh, all of a sudden, his buddies start, they say something in their language, and they all are just cracking up laughing. Oh, my God, they're just roaring laughing. So I look at my translator, like, Fran, it's like, what do they say? What do they say? She's like, I can't tell you. I'm too embarrassed. Like, oh, come on, come on, tell me. What did she say? I can't tell you, tell me. I can't tell you. Come on, tell me what they say. And she looks at me, her super red face. She says, Tim, they're telling him to breathe or he's going to blow his balls out. (laughs) (laughs) He's like holding his breath. He's not a little guy. He's a big guy. But he's like, okay, that's funny. Breathe, you're going to blow your balls out. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny, actually. Anyway, we get up through that, through the lower canopy. And we're now, I don't know, probably 20 meters, 30 meters up in a tree or so. And um, uh, the ground guys, they can't see. And so they, they take off. It's like it's not fun to make fun of him anymore. He's, you know, so they all leave. So it's just him and I at the top of this tree. And we're overlooking. It's semi, a semi-emergent tree. So we're overlooking the whole Amazon forest right here. Um, and I look over at him, and I see a tear coming down his eye out of his eye and i give him that universal kind of that thumbs up like everything okay you know and uh, he looks at me deep 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 stare into my eyes you know we lock eyes and he gives me a thumbs up i'm like okay things are good things are good you know i had no saddle pinching i have no idea what's going on in his head right now and uh so we um Thought the sun's kind of going down. I know, you know, we should get down before the sun gets too far down because once the sun goes down, it's pitch black underneath the canopy there in the Amazon. I mean, like 2% of the light gets down to the forest during the middle of the day. So it gets pretty dark really quick. So the sun's starting to set. So I look at him like, all right, we got to head down. So I'm showing him how to descend, you know. And we get down to the ground. Um, he's kind of has his composure back now. And as we're de rig, as I'm de rigging everything, I go to Fran. And I asked her, like, hey, can you can you just ask him, you know, is he okay? You know, because there was something emotional that happened in the tree up there. I just want to make sure he's fine, you know. And so she does. She goes over and she's talking to him. And as he's talking to her, she starts tearing up. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to mind my own business, but at the same time, I'm looking over there. So I'm pulling the ropes out. And he, you know, comes by and says, oh, God, I think he's experience. And he takes off. So I look at Fran. I'm like, so what was that about? What was going on? And she got herself back together. And she's like, you know, Tim, this guy is that guy. He's that guy that I mentioned earlier that knows the forest like the back of his hand. He knows where all the edible plants are, the medicinal. He's the guy that everybody goes to when they have problems um, or if they're sick. He's the, the healer of this village, you know. And he took a lot of pride in knowing his home. He knew every trail. He knew all the animal trails. You know, he knew, um, you know, when the animals were going to be coming through. He knew where everything was at. But this day here, he realized he only knew one layer of his home. And what mm. a shame it would have been to have gone to his grave thinking he knew his home but only knew one layer. And now he realizes there's this whole other part of his home, the rooftop of his home, 
that he didn't know existed, but now he does. And it would have been quite the shame for him to have gone, you know, claiming to know all this stuff and gone to the grave not knowing this. Wow. So the shift on perspective, you know, um, it's powerful, man. It changes people. And I really want to go on some adventures like that, whether it's the Amazon or just the idea of climbing trees around the world and just kind of experiencing uh, different forests and different types of trees is something that's super appealing to me. Oh yeah. For you sure. know, so that definitely uh, struck a chord with me. Um, and the groundwork episode yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah. That oh, was a fun night. I forgot about that one. That was a good episode. Yeah. It just, you know, it was funny how everybody got so into groundwork mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was one, like we had Dan, we had Jake and we were just all firing, you right. know, <laughs> that was, that was one that just was a lot of fun to be a part of. And then uh, listening to it later was a great conversation and episode also. So I'd have to put that in there somewhere. That probably sparked our, our love for rakes that episode. It may or, have. Although, excuse me, I won't speak for you guys. My love for rakes, or, yeah. you know, it, my it, enthusiasm yeah. for rakes. It added some fuel to the fire for sure. But I mean, Jake came on and was preaching rakes a little bit before, before that. that? Okay. Yeah, I think he was yeah. on before that. So, yeah. um, man, I'm having trouble thinking of the third episode. There's so many good ones. You know, the Craig Bachman ones, the David Anderson ones. I like. There are just so many episodes I really enjoyed. The one with Tom, you know. Um, so we'll we'll choose all those. But I think for the third thing, the uh, the segment we did on rain gear. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! That was that was so oh, funny. Yeah. I think of that all the time. And anytime I see someone wearing tinglys on the bottom, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> bottom. Can you edit that in right here? Yes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, we'll go. Man, those things just soak through. I th- really? Yeah, I've been having troubles with. Yeah. So, what was it like a week ago? It was coming that, that down. down. The downpour. Yeah, yeah, and my like, I had the Grundin top and then the tingly bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> Got some tingly bottoms here. <laughs> tingly bottoms yeah. on the tree. And let me tell you, Grundin top. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The, the are we talking about? Yeah, the tingly bottoms. We're soaked. <laughs> like, like and subscribe to Free Thinking Podcast for more of this solid gold. <laughs> but bottoms got soaked. Yeah, gold. to the point where Tingly my... Tingly Grundon combo. <laughs> yeah, Tingly Grundon combo. Man, yeah. Because for that exact reason, because I would I would descend down a rope and it would just pour down my sleeve and then it would just all get caught in there. So I just made this vest, this this uh, poncho vest kind of thing nice. that I yeah. would wear in the like extremely wet because I'm just like my sleeves are going to get wet anyway. So oh, man, that, that water coming down your arm. So I remember back in the day when you climb with a French or with a uh, a Blake's hitch, it's up a little bit higher, right? So you're you're tending your slack up high compared to like the French press that's down low. So you come down, and if your arm's up high enough, the water will run all the way to your armpit and then down your side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give you the tinglys. Yeah, give you the tinglys. Yeah. Yeah. If the angles, if it, if the angles right, it'll go tinglys all the way to the bottom. <laughs> oh man, this is too good. Yeah. <laughs> who who would have thought? Rain gear. Well, and I, it's hilarious. This is obviously a Pacific Northwest podcast. 
because episode number two for gear review, yeah, rain, rain gear. gear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anything. It, that's up to your imagination, okay. Corey. I, got right. I have a pretty yeah. small. <laughs> you need some extra tinglys. <laughs> <laughs> Hide stuff in your grundens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grundin stuffing. <Yeah. laughs> stuff it in my grundens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go home and write a song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what you have coming. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the new opening thing. Oh. Whole things. Help me out. <laughs> I need some uh, wrist gaiters. It's gonna get wild at the club. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Rain gear might be my favorite thing to talk about. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the next five gear reviews will oh all be. Real. <laughs> We're gonna take this whole well, podcast in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> this is the tingly grunted <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Five stars, like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm a, I'm curious about the Arbor Tech ones though. Have oh you no. tried Gore-Tex <laughs> jackets? <laughs> I gotta keep going. <laughs> I, I've got a so I've got a personal rain jacket. That's a Gore-Tex jacket, and it's I I don't notice much of a difference between the <laughs> Arbor Tech and the Gore-Tex. Okay, <laughs> why, why are we laughing? <laughs> I, just, I can't believe how, <laughs> how badly Jamie wants to know about this. Well, <laughs> I need some new rain gear. I mean, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. These I, two things are tough choices. Yeah. It seems like. How are you not when, sold on? When time? we're all done with this, we'll head out to the garage and you can uh, check out the. You'll spray me with the hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> hey, Jamie, after this, let's head out to the garage. <laughs> you can check out my tingly grundings. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to spray you with the hose and your tingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Worth every it's second. It's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a date. It's a date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. What a good day. Yeah. Oh, man. I am actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is an arborist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was crying, laughing. Yeah, I've I've gotten texts from friends like, dude, I totally forgot about that. Grendon's yeah. on top. The the good old tingly Grendon. I can't wait to hear the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's so many. So many fun moments talking and whatnot, but I think those those are the highlights for me. Yeah. You know Becca's uh, happy birthday throw ball thing. Oh yeah, that was highlight. a classic. I still use that by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It feels like it's my birthday every day. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> sing it to your throw ball. I do, and then I'm like, you fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> you you birthday whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It's so real. <laughs> Man. Well, should I think we should move on to our, our five star reviews. Without well, a doubt. Before we do it, I gotta take a piss. So oh shit, me too. Yeah. Can we all take a yeah. pee break? How far uh, are we in? We're about an hour in. Oh wow. Okay. So uh let's just yeah, we'll take a beer break. Pee. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, a pee beer break, and <laughs> then we'll be right back. Put some el- elevator music in here. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up here soon. But first, we're going to give a couple of kudos for these five-star reviews that have rolled in. Uh, we got two new 
five-star reviews. Uh, our first here is from Tappy Tree Trimming. It's a tappy day. Tap, tap, taparoo. Taparoo knee. Just a tap. Just a tap. Just a Thank you. That's what's happening here. Uh, it says, great informational podcast. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy listening to this podcast on my way to work. Awesome. I own a very small tree company just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Cool. While there's no substitute for experience, I know that I've been able to really step up my game with the information that this podcast provides. I enjoy the stories that the cast share and the overall structure. I always look forward to hearing what Jake the Rake has to say when he's on. Shout out. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Tappy Tree Trimming, for this five-star review. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out what the structure is though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, we, we but look. that being said, thank you so much for the review. This like, is the structure. There's yeah. a beginning, a middle, and, and an end. Yeah. <laughs> you have Thanks. some conflict in the middle. So much. Happy tree trimming. You're awesome. Our second five star review is from Christopher Times Four. Times Four. Times Four. X Four. Or Christopher X Four. Nice. I don't know how he wants it to be pronounced. I'm going to call you Christopher Times Four. That's like four Christophers. Christopher, Christopher, Christopher. Maybe Christopher. maybe four Christophers work on a crew and listen to it all together. Oh, what? Yeah. There you go. Wow. And it's uh, <laughs> from Christopher Times Four. <laughs> Give it a listen. Fun and educational. Great podcast with informative discussions and guest. Roundtable format similar to hanging out in the shop on a Friday after a long week of tree work. Thank you. Boom. Um, from consulting arborists with vast experience like Scott D. Baker to 2005 World Tree Climbing Champion Dan Krause, each guest brings a different angle to the discussion. With a growing catalog of subjects and receptive hosts, you're bound to learn something or hear your favorite subjects from the world of arbor culture discussed. Thank you, all of you Christophers. We appreciate it. <laughs> what a nice review. That was very kind of you to say. He was talking about our podcast? I, Are so, you sure? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay, just making Did sure. Did he mention the name Tree Thinking anywhere? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Thank you, educated friends, <laughs> for your wonderful podcast. <laughs> oh. I see what you did. Yes. Picturing a full tree crew of Christophers. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, where's the block? Chris. <laughs> Chris, the, the rope. The other Chris. No, you should keep running the chipper. <laughs> no, not Chris D, Chris P. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, both of you, for those lovely five star reviews. Normally, when we get a five star review lately, we've been um, enjoying a hot sauce, spicy time treat. Um, so since there are two, Jamie and I are going to now share a story from the field over a hot chip. Yeah, we got the Dave's ghost pepper sauce again. Yep, it's it's still here, and it's still so hot it's spooky, yeah. in, in quotations, according to the bottle, is what it says. Yeah. So um, and When I told Becca I did it, she's like, oh, that stuff's not hot. I eat that all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. It's, but, like, it's in my cabinet. I, I could totally <laughs> see like a dab will do you, but uh, I had like a spoonful. <laughs> yeah. <That's true. laughs> like a tablespoonful. <laughs> I've just been trying to like emasculate Jamie. Yeah. 
but from via hot sauce. You brought in a Carolina Reaper almonds to work. I did. Yeah. I'm like, how about these? And they're actually kind of hot. They got a little kick. <laughs> they yeah. got a little bit of a kick. Yeah. But they also make uh, like ghost pepper almonds too. Oh. The, those aren't that spicy. But the Carolina Reaper ones are they're like not fucking around. I'm trying to find us. Andrew gave us some stale chips. Yeah. <laughs> I say we just suck it out of a scrunch. Yeah. <laughs> suck it up. I like the way you think. <laughs> I mean, I you got a scrunch over there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what do you do this, this evening? Just, oh, just sucking hot sauce out of a scrunch. I think we need uh, one of you guys to like pour it on there. Try to try oh. to give us the, uh, oh, the equal I'll, amounts. Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll make sure it's equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, yeah our no, I got gotcha. uh, Hot chips. We can we can put it in the oiler in the sign. Just spray the hot <laughs> sauce out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. Shh. That's enough out of you, Gory Jeez. No, no. Not nearly. So we're going to tell a story from today. Yeah, so today Jamie and I worked together, and it was exciting. And we're going to eat, eat these hot chips and tell you all about it. Oops, man down. <laughs> I, I noticed you put more on my <laughs> <laughs> it was, Oh, it's, it's dripping. dripping. <laughs> it was a complete accident. That was not intentional. But sure. You yeah. still have to eat it, so. That chip is dripping. You can give me a little more if you want. Yeah, here you go. You can take some. Yeah. Of my chip. Yeah. <laughs> have some of my chip drip. <laughs> All right. Do we feel equal? I think so. I, I, I'd say we're, we're evenly matched. Okay. Okay. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Hmm. All right. So, uh, Jamie and Becca, you said you had a story from the field. Uh, what you got for us? I think uh, we'll let the spiciness kick in a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> what have you guys been up to? <laughs> I mean, I've had time off work, so I've been doing a lot of just hanging out with the family. Nice. You know, going up to the mountains, enjoying some snow. <laughs> got it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's starting to get hot. You want to start up the story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so today, Becca and I <coughs> were supposed to <laughs> cable a ponderosa pine. <laughs> it was. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> so. A static uh, steel cable. <laughs> And the way we do it, do you know what the system's <laughs> called with like the <coughs> the threaded uh, eye nut, like the threaded rod? I think it's a rig eye, right? Uh, no, it's no. it's a uh, oh god, why, why am I forgetting this? It, it's so you just have a, a rod, and then on one side you have a a bolt with an eye on it, so you can hook the thimble and everything up to that end, and then the other side you just have your washer and your nut. Yeah. <laughs> Like how I passed it on to him. To tell yeah. The eyeball. The eyeball, yeah. Yeah, so we get up there. So we get up there. This is quality podcast right here. Top tier. I wish we had a video going for this. We get up there, we drill on the hole, and we have some old bits of threaded rod. <coughs> 
and one was long enough for one of the leads, so we threw that in there, oh, and we oh, got yeah. the nuts what? and washer <laughs> on it. One of the one of the two pieces. One <laughs> 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 of the leads was like way shorter than the other one, so. <laughs> Are you crying? Michael's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm sad. <laughs> Do you want another beer? No, what the fuck? So one of the leads was like way shorter than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to figure out where's the two thirds, right? <laughs> That's always tricky when doing a, a cable is finding that point uh, of two thirds. Yeah. So we finally determined... Of course, like, right where we want to put the cable, there's a branch. On the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the bigger trunk, there's a branch that's coming. Fuck you. There's a branch, and it's, like, right where we want the cable to go. <laughs> and so we had to figure out if it would be better to put it above it or below it. Anyway. Every like, spot we wanted to, there was something that made it not a good spot. But we finally found the spot, drilled the hole, put in the old piece of threaded rod. Everything went on smoothly. <coughs> yeah. Mm. Then we had a funny. new threaded rod, and we got it in the hole and cut it, and then we're threading on our eye bolts and our nuts, and it was just incredibly hard to get on there. Like, too hard. Like, I thought, okay, we'll get it started, and then it's going to hit a smooth spot, and it'll just, like, go on super easy. But it turns out the rod must have been like slightly bigger diameter, yeah, or something. Oh, and I'm missing parts along the way. I dropped a drill bit. <laughs> I oh, dropped yeah. uh, into the, some fucking bamboo. Yeah, I dropped a nut. It was a it was a shit show up there. <laughs> I, I've run but into before that. Before we do cabling, we always tell people no one go near the tree. There's lots of loose hardware, you know. Yeah, that, everyone's that's totally clear. I've run into that with cabling where if you have ionized uh, gear, you know, where they take the, they ionize the steel, basically, it adds just a little bit of something extra to it so that if your bolt isn't ready for the ionized piece and your or if the nut's not ready for the ionized piece, it just does not quite, you can like force it and like with everything you got, you can kind of get it on there, but it's just not the meant to go together <laughs> yeah it just was not working so we had it was rough whew, yeah it's no mm. joke right yeah no. <laughs> i was like yeah usually you have it in sprinkles not <sighs> mouthfuls yeah i hope this is good content <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it is oh, God. Yeah. i'm finally not crying or hiccuping anymore and i was just like my insides hurt. I pound my Guinness so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I do need something to drink. We sent a coworker yeah. to the hardware store to get another threaded rod. And this was the right. <laughs> Jamie's crying now, too. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey. This was the right threaded rod. But we only have the one uh, eye nut. So I kind of already ruined it by forcing it onto that. Bigger diameter or whatever you well, said it was. We, we both ruined it. We thought so, it really, yeah. it'll, it's like hard to get started, but once it goes, the threads will line up. So once I put it on the right one, it just felt like loose. And uh, 
we kind of abandoned uh, the job there until we got the proper stuff to come back. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to that. But it was Uh just like everything. got the proper stuff. (laughs) We were just like up there for way too long, like putting all of our fucking everything we had to wrench, like with a vice grip and a wrench and like. Yeah. It wasn't going at all. It wasn't going smooth. So that, that was our day. <laughs> <laughs> now and then after we came down and pruned a, a lace leaf maple, like full like canopy yeah, clean ornamental beautiful. prune kind of thing. Oh, man. Nice. I like that so much more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. A little sour, a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's so hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Matter of fact, I do have a story from the field. This didn't help. It, if you're all done with your story, not to uh, not to step on your, uh, well, that's pretty much the, it. The gist yeah. of it was like always, um, like I guess takeaways from this, if I were to have any, is like, oh my god, don't have that much hot sauce in one go. Big takeaway. Um, also, like, thre- try to put all your nuts on your cable, like. Like put the nuts on the rods before you send the things up into the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's make sure cute. everything is like gonna fit and work. Cause fucking room with that up there sucks. Yeah, and oh god, so does eating a big spoonful of hot sauce. <laughs> I feel like my mouth isn't working anymore. Like, my voice is different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. over here drooling. Like, make sure your nuts fit on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> and our boss listens to this, so this might be the first he hears of it. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, we'll inform him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. I got a flight tomorrow. I'm going to have some spicy poos on the <laughs> Just destroying some, <laughs> some oh airplane bathroom. Some poor person that's <laughs> next to the bathroom. <laughs> I hope you don't have a window seat. I did it for the content. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it burn? Stories from the field. <laughs> you passed me another Guinness score. <laughs> this uh, podcast is sponsored in part by Guinness. Um, not really. I'm just joking. Thanks, though, Guinness. And good life, sweet ass. And definitely... Big shout out to Dave's Gourmet Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. So hot it's spooky. <laughs> it's very spooky. Yeah, so hot drop. it makes you drool and changes your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little video of you. <laughs> this looks like you're crying talking about tree work. <laughs> <laughs> I just like care so much. <laughs> oh. I don't even remember what I, we were talking. What happened? <laughs> 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 Yeah, we're recording a podcast. <sighs> yeah, no, I, <sighs> I, uh, I had a job a couple weeks ago now, but it was it was really cool. Uh, it was these lace leaf maples, and I bit them real low because as soon as I saw them, I was like, "Oh man, I wanted I want to take care of these trees." And it was this, you know, this kind of old timer, and he was talking about you know how he'd had the same person taking care of them for years, and. I don't know if I've talked about the guy on the podcast, but I've talked about him. I'm I'm probably told you guys this story before about Perry Tree Care. Oh, you yeah, you've told me that sixty times. Yeah, well, you've been there when I've told other people, also. I'm sure. No, you've told so. me individually. Like, <clears throat> doesn't sound familiar. I don't so, about Perry. my uh, Sorry, Corey. yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. All right, sixty-one for Corey. <laughs> First time for you guys. <laughs> Maybe. So. Uh, 
my family's company growing up is Sperry Tree Care. Oh, yeah. You think these chips will help? <laughs> yeah, it's probably better than nothing. <laughs> A little absorption. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so uh, uh, one day we get, uh, we're all, you know, coming together for the weekly crew meeting. And my mom is a family business, so... My mom uh, ran the office, and my stepdad uh, kind of started the crew, uh, started the company, and worked in the field. And we're all getting together, and my mom's like, "Oh my!" Just laughing. She's like, "You guys got to come hear this message." And we all go huddle around the answering machine back when you'd like press the button, and the tape would start going and like play a message. And and it was this dude freaking pissed off. And he's, he's there like, God damn you, Perry Tree Care. I caught you sleeping with my wife. I know who you are. <laughs> you know? And just freaking out, you know. And, yeah, so Perry Tree Care. Uh, it turns out that guy's passed away now. Oh. And I went to one of his old clients, and this guy just absolutely loved Perry. The, this guy that's been working in, you know, just like super small time, just – him running his own crew, no ground help. Uh, and he had tricked out these lace leaf maples over like 30 years. They're just absolutely beautiful maples. And the guy hadn't had them pruned for a few years because, you know, the guy that took care of his trees had passed away and he wasn't sure who, uh, who he wanted to take care of his uh, ornamentals. And he kind of took care of all the other trees, but he didn't want to mess up the lace leaf. So, I don't know how he got my number, but he gave me a call. And so I showed up and it was one of those things where they were pretty, you know, they, they weren't quite cousin it. You know, you could tell that they'd been taken care of, but they were starting to get overgrown. But you could just see this beautiful structure of these trees that have been taken care of for years underneath. And so I just had so much fun, like tricking them out. And it the whole time, it was just such a such a wonderful thing, like with the story of this guy who was just a... <laughs> So the uh, my my only two stories or knowledge of Perry was the hold on was the guy who owned the trees was he divorced <laughs> no 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 but, but just hasn't found out yet yeah <laughs> talk yeah. about a situation where you don't talk to your gear and call it a whore <laughs> yeah <laughs> the story has so many layers to it yeah, yeah yeah no but he uh the only other time I'd heard of Perry is uh. Aso, one of the guys I worked with at Sperry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a spicy. <laughs> Lots, I was coming back. Yeah, like all that air I came up with with the hiccups. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Asa. no, no. Asa uh, ran into great. Perry at his strip club, and Perry was trying to sell him his business drunk at his strip club. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it was an interesting full circle on this guy. You know, I'd always heard kind of one side of him. And then to actually see his work and it be such just really nice pruning on these ornamental trees was yeah. pretty awesome. Legend. Total legend, man. <coughs> Total legend. So are you, uh, do you stoke the guy out? Or are you going to kind of take over? And Oh, yeah. He, he absolutely loves things? that. I gave him a great price. And then me and Lacey just went the extra mile on these trees, and he was super stoked. Grabbed a bunch of our cards to give to all his friends at the end, and awesome. he loved it. Yeah, he had all kinds of stories about Perry also. It was great to 
I'm ready to hear about the more guy. and more digging that ornamental style pruning. It was yeah. kind of frustrating to me at first because it was just new. Like I think I just learned a lot of like prune for clearance and deadwood and yeah, you know. But to like really deck a tree out, give it its own space, do some layering, like it's it's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. it's so much fun, <laughs> and it reminds me. Was your transplant, Corey? Uh, was that a lace leaf? It was a lace leaf. I was oh. just doing. Um, well, I mean, it's dormant. It's so. dormant, but yeah. Um, so far, it's still good. good. How, yeah, it's still good. Yeah. How was the process? I don't think you've talked yeah, about no, it. No, I haven't. I uh, I was going to bring it up after Andrew was done with his story nice. for the sixty first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, you want to hear about the butternut? No, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about the butternut. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to hear about the butternut. You good? No. I'm feeling good now. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm stable. I'm, I'm not like, I'm, yeah. I'm back on earth. Stable. Do you yeah. need water or anything? No, I'm good. I got beer. Okay, perfect. <laughs> she got the bears. I got beer. I got some chips. <laughs> beer and chips. It wasn't even that hot. Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you want some more? Yeah. No. <laughs> Becca cries more for the mild hot sauce than the hot sauce sauce. <laughs> So Corey, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the lace leaf maple uh, transplant that was a giant cluster, and you you posted on Instagram. Right? Yeah, or people Facebook. were stoked. The response was huge. It like, was. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, wants updates. Yeah, no, and yeah. I'm definitely. I mean, latest update. It's still dormant. It's so dormant. I, I don't have. <laughs> could be dead. It could be dead. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably dead. Honestly, it's probably dead. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna just water the hell out of it next sum, uh, spring summer, and I put a giant chip layer around the base of it i put um i mixed um what was what's that biolive violet no no biolive is great it's the soil from lane forest uh nature's nature's best i can never get them straight nature's best is the planting soil right i believe so yeah not the potting soil the planting soil and it's got like <laughs> mycorrhizae and a bunch of shit in there so oh, i so just you, like amended the planting site oh, with yeah. That. Nice. oh yeah nice cool yeah dude so. if that tree is gonna like that you're giving it its best. I, I, I'm giving it its best shot, yeah. but <laughs> getting it out was something else. So yeah, what was that process? Yeah. Like? That was a it was a process. So, um, um, doing this work for a client, right? And in his backyard, he has a slice leaf maple, and it's like right in the center of his backyard. So it takes up a good chunk of his his space in his backyard, and you can't really see back behind it. So he has little kids. Um, they're not so little anymore, but when they were little, like they they'd have to be out in their backyard. They couldn't just watch them from the window because they'd get behind the lace leaf maple and they'd just kind of disappear, especially in the summertime. So he wanted to get rid of it. Um, gorgeous tree, probably uh, maybe 15 inches diameter. Maybe. Oh, wow. It's it's pretty fat. I, wow. I never yeah, actually I took a diameter tape on it. Yeah, it's it's chunky. And then obviously it you know tapers down above the um, above the graft. But right. um, anyway, yeah. Big fat maple. I go in there and I'm like, yeah, it's it's not going to be. Or like, I went and looked at it in summer. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll take that off your hands. I mean, if you're willing to, you know, let me come back in the fall time when it's dormant, I'll try to transplant it, and then you know, I'll just take it to my place, and you know, that'll be that. And he's like, sure, I was just going to remove it anyway, so you know, might as well give it a chance. And he was totally cool about it, which was awesome. That's it's cool. Really cool to see clients like that instead of just like, well, I really just want to cut it down kind of thing. But he was cool about it, um, and I looked at it. And, you know, it was, I'm booked way out. So, like, coming back to do it was, like, six months later. So, I had forgotten how big it was when I <laughs> rolled up there. Yeah. And I did not have the proper equipment. I was not really set up for it. Um, I rolled up, and we start, like, digging it out. And this is, like, I think this was October 
when we started working on it. Ground wasn't soft enough yet, and we hadn't had the, like, significant rainfall yet. So digging through there, it you go down, like, 18 inches, and then all of a sudden it just dries out. The soil dries out. So trying to dig through that was not working. So I spent one weekend out there. We got most of the most of the root system exposed, um, but it just wasn't giving. Like, we hook, I hooked the winch up to it. I tried to, like, kind of yard it out a little bit. It just wasn't going. So he... Uh, fortunately hooked a hose up to it and then we got more rainfall so that really softened up the soil mm. um and then mm. I, I backed my trailer up to it and then i was able to use kind of uh, i changed my approach to it and so we kind of got a better mechanical advantage on it that's what i did i had to hook up a mechanical advantage to it to actually get it to kind of pop out when it popped out it broke a few roots uh, obviously naturally, <laughs> naturally. And, you know, we'd gone through and we'd tried to cut all the roots, you know, as far away from the, the trunk of the tree as possible before we actually started yarding on it. But there were a few of them that were just diving straight down that we couldn't access. And we had like a sawzall and all, all this kind of stuff. But um, so we popped it out and then it broke a few of the actual branches itself, which was not ideal. And then just getting it in the trailer, they, they broke the rest of the way. So it took a beating for sure, but it's the best chance it's going to have. How'd you lift it in the trailer? Uh, I used a rope come along and then I had a sheet of plywood. So the trailer, the back of my trailer, it's just a a hydraulic dump trailer, right? It's got ramps. And then I put a piece of plywood down. We, I used the rope come along, uh, to get it onto the sheet of plywood. And then on that sheet of plywood, it just kind of like pivoted up onto the the trailer. It was, it was a pain. (laughs) It was, it was a huge pain. If I could have, it was also wet and you know, yeah. I couldn't drive around his backyard super well, so I couldn't get, like, my winch situated, so. I have a question about, because, like, 15, if the diameter of the trunk. And I could be totally wrong. Well, I, have, I, I haven't I mean, actually taken still, it. I, I'm yeah. just wondering, like, how, what the radius on the roots, it's, you know, like, for, like, how, <clears throat> you know, like. The the roots that, okay, so the roots that we saved, it's like a four, it, it barely fit in my trailer, and my trailer is five by ten. Okay. So it, like diameter or uh, circumference I guess of the roots was about four feet when we yanked it out but it it extended quite a ways and I didn't obviously chase all the little well, tiny fine fine roots but right. those it, aren't that important no no but I mean it, they are but they are but not, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah no it took up it probably took up the majority of this backyard and it was you know three or four feet tall wow yeah yeah, I I always like I watch videos on uh, YouTube or something of people like doing these huge transplant operations. I'm like, that's just that's wild. That's you nuts. know, that's so yeah. It's a lot of work. I've I've transplanted like three trees, and they've been trees that I planted like a season before, mm-hmm. and they were like bald and burlapped, and I was just like, I couldn't believe just in one growing season how much the roots had like extended yeah and and the transplants did well but that was just that was just one season of being in a in a you know from b&b to the yeah the house yeah so i can't imagine if a tree had been there for multiples you know for so many years yeah and this this year this house was built in the 50s or 60s and i'm pretty sure this tree was you know an original ornamental tree that was planted with yeah. this house so it was yeah. it was old it was, in wow. there. it was in there yeah wow but that's wild where'd you put it at your place uh it's right um coming down my driveway it's right next to that the oak tree okay right cool. there right next to the gate nice yeah, yeah. like it's East, an understory kind of yeah. yep, it's understory cool. yep. perfect it's got, for it yeah yeah it's it's understory from the <clears throat> oak it's got some furs around it and then 
the blazing hot sun, it'll it'll hit, it'll get some good sun, and then um, the house will block like from the That's hardcore so cool. stuff. So yeah, that sounds like it. the ideal spot for it. You know, you got a shady spot for it for when it you know the summer hits. A lot of trees around it. You got the mycorrhizae in the soil, so hopefully it can kind of connect to those other trees, and they can help support it and get it going. And I, I hope so. Yep. Yeah, that'd really. be here's hoping. Here's hoping. That's also close to a hose, which is that. The that's the key point <laughs> right there. The big one. Well, and you know, even if it doesn't make it, at least you gave it a shot. Yep. You know, that's the thing about situations like that. I've transported, trans- transplanted a lot of trees that did not make it, but I feel good that I'm. You know, other. I'm not just cutting it down. At least I'm doing my best to get it somewhere. Yeah, and even if it doesn't make it, it has a really cool structure, so I'll probably just trim off all the finer material and then just cut it like flush and then just use it as like a piece of yard art or something like that. <coughs> yeah. yeah, you could do something with it. That's the cool thing about lace leaf maples too. Mm-hmm. I was looking at this one we were working on today, and I'm like, it's just like the actual body of it, not just the little tiny branches and the, the umbrella effect, but like yeah. the, the underneath, which is – what makes it so cool. Totally. It's yeah. just like a yeah, yeah. labyrinth of awesomeness. They're so cool. <laughs> yeah, they're really neat trees. Yeah, there's probably, when we first got this house, there's a lace leaf in front that, you know, was probably put in when it was planted, you know, or when the tree, well, who knows when it was put in, but I'll bet it was the, uh, I don't know, late 80s, somewhere in there. And it was this big, beautiful tree, but it had just died. Uh, like it still had leaves on it, but it was all dead. Uh, you know, it's just such a bummer. I was like, man, and who knows if I would have been able to do anything to save it, you know. But I, I like to think that if I saw it, I could have put some fertilizer on it or got it a little extra water or something because it's just such a big, beautiful lace leaf right out in front, you know. Yeah. That would have been nice. I was told a cool transplanting story. Uh, a couple months ago, I went and worked on the platform on the coast that we, we've referenced many a times. Yeah. <clears throat> They're like rebuilding it, you know. And I got to work with this dude, Jason Lindsay, and he told me this story. Some couple was moving, and they had the money to do so and loved this pine tree. And I think it was like a, I can't remember if he said 60 or 70-foot pine or something. Jesus Christ. They had it transplanted to their new place. But what? this thing was like basically a, a potted plant it's all life in in it where where it kind of grew up like it, it just a small yeah. space basically like i don't know if it was like a cement uh driveway or something all the way around i can't totally remember the story but they transplanted it to the new place got it in the ground and he <clears throat> installed guy wires all the way around it to like keep it held up and he goes and checks on it every every now and then wow yeah First time I've heard like firsthand a story like that. You know, yeah. interesting. I've like always a big transplanting. I've yeah. always thought that'd be cool to have like a giant auger. You know, those freaking giant augers that transplant like 20, 30 foot trees and yeah. just like the just tree, the tree, tree spades. Yeah, or sorry, yeah, not auger, tree spade, and just like you know grab oh, yeah. trees and move them around. And uh, Sean O'Brien, that's what he wanted to do. Ah. He, you know, when he first got into school, he was looking at doing that, and so. He was he was talking to us about it and how before you you know before they transplant they'll actually cut some of the roots that way it starts sprouting out more roots closer to the trunk and then they'll come back in a, a year from then to scoop it out so it has already started rebuilding those roots yeah you know what's funny that I just thought of is that <clears throat> well thinking of what we're talking about here and uh, also combined with the what we were talking about with Ricardo Vasquez about working for Disney World is 
growing up, I remember like at Universal Studios, they have this like Dr. Seuss area. And so all the plants are like, woo, woo. Like they're oh, all like wow. weird and quirky. And I remember hearing that they had had palm trees that were in hurricanes that had grown like sideways and oh, had like yeah. these weird, all these weird, like quirky characteristics that look kind of like a weird little Dr. Seuss truffle situation. They had yeah. them transplanted in this section of the park nice. to emulate that. Oh, that's and I'm cool. like, who was on that job? I'm just yeah. like thinking of this now. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck did this? Like, or what so arborist is going and tricking out all those trees on a regular yeah. to make or them like Dr. To, Seuss trees? Or to prune something that's growing side, like a palm tree that's yeah. growing sideways. That's crazy. That's, um, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so... I don't that, know. I just thought of that. I'm like, that's, that's so cool. cool. Yeah. Tra how do you transplant something like that? That reminds me. Uh, I saw a picture in Europe. It was a spot where all the trees were leaning over. And so they were all kind of grown at an angle and then up. And it was from World War II where they would drop the bombs and it would knock these whole forests over. Ah. But all the trees that survived being knocked over would then start growing up. So there's Whoa, whole so forest. It was like a circle. Yeah. Like, you know, from where that detonation like point is. Radius. Oh, wow. And whole forest that like, you know, like, had like old trunks going along the ground and then going back up all, you know, facing the, in the exact same direction. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Reminds me of this Columbus Day storm. Doug Furs, we worked on Corey. Oh, yeah. Like a, a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. All they were all <laughs> had that like elephant trunk. Yeah. Kind of thing going on. All topped at the exact same time. Cause yeah. Columbus Day. Yep. It was so cool. So cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Trees are crazy, crazy creatures. They really are. <laughs> they are. Interesting living beings. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to note that, like, the hot sauce bottle was, like, an inch we had, we had like half an inch of hot sauce. Yeah, it each. was a lot. I, yeah, no, that was serious. I feel better now, but it, I like I feel <laughs> it in my like it's in my tummy now. <laughs> yeah. I can feel it in my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll know where that ulcer comes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I. <laughs> Your excuse for not making it somewhere is that you have diarrhea. That's always your go-to. But is now this is just like, it's going to no, happen. No, it's real now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my number one advice. If people are like, oh, I really don't want to go to this thing. I'm like, just tell me you have diarrhea. Yeah, you got diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, people don't argue that. Nope, nobody wants no to one's, No one's like, no. come on, you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, I'm sorry that's happening to you. Or like if you're at a, at a family dinner, the holidays are coming up, right? Like things get awkward. You just like, excuse me, I have diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to care if time. you shit your pants, yeah. dude. Come on. It works every time. The only drawback to this theory, right, in this way of life, this lifestyle, if you will, <laughs> is that when you actually do have diarrhea, yeah, nobody <laughs> believes you. They're <laughs> like, no, you don't. You just don't want to do it. It's like, no, I'm actually <laughs> experiencing some difficulties. <laughs> that reminds me of that Dimitri Martin joke about diarrhea. Oh, which one? Okay, so... If somebody walks up to you and asks you if you're ticklish, oh, yes. right? And you don't like you don't want to be touched. Like no matter what, once they ask that question, you're going to get touched because they're going to they're going to test it out, right? The only way to get out of that is just say I have diarrhea. That's the only way to get out of being touched. Good one. It works. And then you run away. And then yeah. you run away. Works every time. 
You know, I think it's very fitting to wrap this podcast up on a poop joke. (laughs) (laughs) I think wrapping up year number one of the Tree Thinking Podcast. With a number two. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we got that sound, right? <laughs> it's, it's in there somewhere. We'll fix it She's probably going to accidentally play the triumphant rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know right? what you're yeah, talking about. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, let's do some final thoughts then, friends. Eh? Okay. Sounds good. About our, about our 52, uh, 52 weeks here doing all this. I guess I'm going first. You you were all looking at you. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I thought you were <laughs> I had some, something on my face. Hey, Corey, what's your final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Andrew. Um, Corey? <laughs> Corey, go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that everybody's cued me in. Um, yeah, it's just been a great year. It's been a great experience. Met a lot of great people, and um, I'm just excited to see where it goes in the future. That's my final thought. <laughs> oh, nice. Well said. Right <laughs> Andrew? Uh, Andrew? Andrew, go ahead. Andrew. Um, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you guys and uh, in a time where we haven't had a lot of connection with people. I mean, right now, we're kind of back to the point where we're seeing the people we want to see for the most part, you know, but especially earlier on when we, you know, were shut down, having an opportunity to hang out with people like-minded and just talk about trees and... uh it's a, a nice way to kind of enjoy, enjoy a Friday evening, you know? So, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for being a part of it. The three of you guys and everybody who's been on and just the, uh, the awesome people we've met, you know, everybody from the educated climber to Kevin Bingham, you know, to all the people we've talked about, you know, Tim Kovar and Dan and just everybody. And so, it's uh it's it's been really cool to see where it's led you know a couple common themes that have come up that i hope to look into more is you know some of the climate change conversations we've had and some of the kind of our trees sentient beings and like how do how does a tree how do they relate to the world around them and the the things people are finding out about how they're actually given resources to other trees around them and kind of there's some evidence of decision making and you know uh i that's kind of where i want to explore moving forward is some of those things so i'm really really excited to move forward um it who knows if it'll be every week you know like it has been for the last year but i definitely look forward to seeing where it goes from here yeah when you said uh, trees are sentient beings, I just pictured Corey with the come along and that lace leaf maple, and the tree's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get, in the tra- get in the trailer, you bastard. Yeah, this is trailer. for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty accurate reading. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's in this beautiful spot, and it's yep. going to do well. Yeah, and it's, it's probably going to die. Better than getting just cut down. Yep. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, final thoughts? <laughs> hey, Jamie, what do you what do you think for final thoughts? You want to cue me in? Hey, uh, Jamie, you got some final thoughts? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably stuff I've said all the time. Um, I've learned a lot um, 
through this podcast and talking about trees and tree climbing is like my favorite thing to do. And so being around tree people is the perfect place to do that. Cause not, not every person you meet wants to talk about trees. <laughs> so this has been a great way to uh, indulge myself in that sort of talk, I guess. <laughs> but I've said it before, you know, say it again. I've learned so much from all the people we've talked to every conversation we have, all the silly ideas we bring up, um, just always, uh, keeps you thinking about trees. Uh, tree thinking. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoked to see what happens in the future. It was good to be with all of you guys again. Um, this was great. Thanks for listening, everyone. I really appreciate it. Yeah, big shout out to y'all. Yeah. <clears throat> Becca, right. final thoughts? Final thoughts. Hi, Becca. What do you What do you think for, you know, the final things? So uh, you got any final thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, I do. Uh, I've had a lot, echoing what you all have said, which I think is echoing some things that I might have said for final thoughts in the past. But I'm going to echo those echoes and say, I've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot as someone that has worked in the, been in this profession a lot less time than you all and most of my peers here. Um, it's been great. I've made a lot of good friends and I have appreciated listening to these and learning more and... Um. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I just I didn't realize that Dave's gourmet ghost pepper hot sauce was so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for taking that journey with me. <laughs> I feel closer to you. I did it, like our guts right now are like, are you on fire? Yeah, me too. Um, but it's great. It's so cool to to do to have this job i feel like i all the time at least once a week i'm like i have the best fucking job in the world or like to someone on the crew i'm like we have the best job like can you believe we're always having fun we're learning so much we like cross paths with people that are like scientists and like ornithologists and and loggers and like all this there's just so much awesome fucking crossover and the fact that we can like that we like it so much that we like to come and sit in your garage and talk about it it's just like super fucking cool so um yeah i'm i'm stoked i'm honored it's been a very good 52 weeks and with that stay safe and there are 52 weeks in a year (laughs) (laughs) nice and that is one year of free things